Welcome to Neighbor to Neighbor, a podcast focused on highlighting extraordinary individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ, a not-for-profit cooperative credit union based in Bellingham, Washington. Where we live is beautiful. There's no doubt about that. But we're not the only ones who think so. Whatcom County is characterized by 36 general habitat types, several of which are perfectly suited to house our more than 320 bird species. From the more well-known species, such as the bald eagle and Canada goose, to the lesser-known species, such as the red-breasted sapsucker and the northern bobwhite, we have quite a few winged creatures about. And there's a group of local people that are particularly interested in our feathered friends, and that's who we'll learn about on this episode of Neighbor to Neighbor. My name is Keith Mater, and on this episode, I speak with Pam Borso of the North Cascades Audubon Society. So, Pam, thanks for taking a minute to join me today. You're welcome. I'm delighted to be here. What is the North Cascades Audubon Society? Um, The North Cascades Audubon Society is a chapter of the National Audubon Society. Um, We're a nonprofit, all-volunteer organization that covers all of Whatcom County. Our job basically is to promote the um, protection and conservation of birds and other wildlife and their habitat and the environment. Um, to increase public awareness and um, to promote uh, activities that will encourage protection uh, into the future. Great, great. I'm I'm really excited to to learn more. I mean, you know, one thing that I love about um, doing this podcast is that I get to learn about things that are completely outside of my my realm of of, of knowledge. And so, um, what is your role at the organization? Um, I'm currently the education chair and the volunteer coordinator. Perfect. Well, we're going to be doing some education for our listeners today and talking about what you guys do. I'd like to talk about you, though, a little bit. How did you first get interested in birds? Well, I've always sort of been interested in them, but I never did study them at all. Um, About 12 years ago, I attended a field trip, one of our ongoing field trips, out at the Semiamu Park. And um, the field trip leader was so excited and engaging about the birds that were out there that I just um, immediately was involved and um, came back the next month. And then that was in October. And then in December, I um, found myself there with he and one other person in um, sleet that was blowing sideways at about 25 miles an hour. Wow. And I thought to myself, I guess you do like this. (laughs) If you're willing to go out in weather like that, Mm -hmm. then you probably, yeah. And that is such a quintessential Northwest experience, right? (laughs) It sure is. So you you attended this field trip, Mm -hmm. and this is put on by the society. Mm -hmm, By our local organization, right? And... He was so engaging. Talk to me about kind of what, what pulled you in. What made you kind of more interested? Well, he described what the behaviors, the, not only the birds that we were seeing, but the behaviors that they were doing and why they were doing them. And he talked about um, their adaptations 
to the water. There were water birds, diving birds, and why they were out there looking for food. And the fact that um, the Semiamu area, area is a, an international important bird area. And so it's, it's a place where wintering birds come. And so there are many, many more birds there in the wintertime than there is in the summertime. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. That makes uh, uh, going out there in the sleet and the snow probably necessary mm-hmm. at times. Um, I think that actually kind of sparks an idea, maybe something that that um, I wasn't aware of. And it's that we obviously living here and we have a lot of beautiful nature all around us and we see birds. Mm-hmm. But how few people actually say, hmm, I wonder why that bird's acting that way. Right. Yeah, right. There's a, there's a lot of a story to 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 be there, told. There is there is a lot of story, and um, I find that more important than IDing the bird, but also a part of IDing the bird, is in, is looking at its behavior. Lots of times, um, if you see the behavior, you can tell it is that bird, and then you know you know why it's there and what it's doing. Man, that's so interesting. And I didn't know that about Semiamu. So mm-hmm. that's that's cool. We have something of significance right here in this community. Yeah, it's, it's very important. So, you know, my next question was kind of how did you get involved in, in the North mm-hmm. Cascades Audubon Society? Clearly, it's the field trip that, that right. you took. Right. And then kind of how did your involvement grow from there? Well, um, I mean, I kept continuing to go on these field trips and learning and and the field trip leader, um, Paul Woodcock, has become a mentor of mine uh, in birds. And um, I just kept going to the field trips and learning more and more about the winter birds, the summer birds. And we have a very different group of birds here in the summertime than we do in the winter. And they all migrate in. So the winter birds migrate from the north, and the summer birds migrate from the south. That's a good tip. Yeah. Kind of a rule of thumb. Yeah. And so, so you winter birds from the north, uh-huh. summer birds from the south. Okay. Yeah. Got it. A lot of the summer birds come up here to raise their young because we have such uh, a rich resource of um, insects where they can raise their young. They need insects to raise their young. And the winter birds come to have a place to eat. So out at Semiamu, there are vast eelgrass beds, oh. which um, support what they eat. It's all inter- interconnected, it isn't is it? It is very interconnected. I love mm-hmm. that. That is mm-hmm. so cool. And again, um, just kind of not questioning it or not, mm-hmm. you know, but they're like, actually, there's a lot going on here. And it's the eel, eel beds, you say eel Eelgrass. Bed? Eelgrass. Eelgrass beds. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so if, if you were to go on a field trip, mm-hmm. what would that experience look like? Well, nowadays we sign up online and then you show up at the field trip. For example, the Semiamu field trip is a monthly field trip on the first Saturday of each month. And we have a limit of 16 people. So once those people sign up, then you put on a waiting list. And you show up there and then the leader takes you out um, to the uh, usually the Semiamu side. And he has a spotting scope, and we encourage binoculars, but we always have a spare pair for um, beginners. And um, Your minimal bird-watching equipment. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, then he describes the birds and what they're doing. And generally at Samyamu, especially if the tide is in, they're quite close. And what's the uh, beauty of uh, sea ducks is that they're large. 
they're larger than mallards, so that you can see them easily if you're, especially if you're a beginning birder. And they're they're very flashy. They, I mean, in in their own way, they're not like some of the very colorful summer birds that we get, but they're also not tiny and flitting through the trees where you can't see them. Mm. So he uh, will get one of them in his scope, and that most binoculars are 8 or 10 power, and the scope is 20 to 60 power. Okay. So when he pulls them in from way out there, he, you can get the details of what they look like, and he describes what you're looking for, maybe even shows you photos, and then describes what they're doing and why they're doing it. And then we, we walk down the beach a ways, and we cross over to the Drayton Harbor side, and often we'll walk all the way down to the marina and to the dock at the end of the resort because in each of those different areas, there's a different biosystem, and so they host a different, different number of birds. See, another little thing living here in this area that you maybe were not aware of, there's mm-hmm. different biosystems on just this little walk. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I know this is a little silly, but do you have a favorite bird locally that you love to go and find and see? I do. I do. My favorite bird is a, a male northern harrier. Okay. And they are found on the Lummy Flats. Okay. Which are basically right around the, the casino and west and north, all of those flat areas out there. The harrier is a uh, used to be known as a marsh hawk. It's a hunting bird that... Um, flies very low and very slowly over the terrain and looks for mice and voles and then swoops down and grabs them. Well, that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you're able to see it hunting, that's probably like, I know what you're doing. Oh, he's got one. Yeah. Nice. And the male is quite striking. They are uh, gray and white with black wingtips, and the females are brown, speckled, so they're very different. A lot of the birds of prey we have around here, you can't tell the males from the females, like the eagles, the red-tailed hawks. They're the same color. Um, You can only tell them by size. Interesting. So so there's a couple places. You mentioned Mm -hmm. over, you said the Lummi, what do you call it? The Lummi Flats. The Lummi Flats. Mm -hmm. You have out at Mm Semiamu. Are there other birding areas locally that are kind of interesting? Mm -hmm. Birch Bay. Birch Bay. It has a lot of birds. Um, in Bellingham, along the bay is good. Larrabee Park. Also, um, Scudder Pond. Okay. Um, and um, Whatcom Falls Park hosts a lot of the summer birds. Um, and then you can see some of the water birds at the pond and at Derby Pond, uh, right uh, above Whatcom Falls. Cool. Um, also, um, there are other places in the county, Point Whitehorn Park mm-hmm. and Birch Bay State Park um, has a lot of, uh, in the uplands, has a lot of the summer residents. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So in your own backyard, yes, tons indeed. of opportunities. Yes, especially if you feed birds. Oh, okay. So if you have a feeder out there, whether it be a suet feeder or a seed feeder, um, they will come to you. And they're wonderful because you can set that, you know, six feet from your window or four feet from your window and watch them come in and... Got a show. Yeah. A free show. Yeah, exactly. Maybe not the bird seats free, but mostly free show. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, So I'm curious, do you have a bird that you would love to see someday in person that you never have? 
Oh, sure. Um, there's one right now down at the Skagit Flats, and it's called a Jeer Falcon. Okay. And it's our largest falcon, and they are a bird of the far north, and they very rarely make it down here, maybe once a year Okay. for a couple of days. Wow. And it's been down there the last few days. In fact, I'm going out tomorrow morning to see if I can find it. Yeah. There's also a prairie falcon down there, which I have not seen either. I'm actually fairly new at birding. I mean... Um, my mentor has been, been birding since he's six years old and he's 75 now. Yeah. He's probably seen a couple birds in that yeah, time. Yeah. And I've only been birding for the last 12 years. So. And that's a new birder. That's a, that's <laughs> to me, it's a fairly new birder. I learn new things every year. Wow. Well, that's really cool. I mean, that there, um, that there are these birds that only come down for a short period of time. And then if you if you time it right and you're in the know. And you're lucky. And you're lucky. That's yeah. cool. It's kind of like a treasure hunt maybe sometimes. It is totally like a treasure hunt. Yeah. See, that's cool. I love that. Um, anything else you would like to share with me about this society? I know in doing some research, there's a lot of different things that you guys do beyond mm-hmm. just the field trips. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I can, yeah. We have... Um, Educational programs, which are oftentimes free, and um, most most of our history has been all of our programs, the field trips, the membership programs, which take place on the fourth Tuesday of the month. Uh, if we're in person, they're at the museum in the Rotunda Room, but uh, because of COVID, we've had to do all of our uh, programs online in a, in a Zoom format. And um, so we have those every month. Um, We have educational classes that we sponsor now. Um, The free ones are are kind of our regular ones, and then we call in special, really knowledgeable educators, and we charge a really small fee for that. Cool. To do online, like four or five classes in a session. Wow. Um, We have a Facebook presence, an Instagram presence, and we post there quite often. Uh, some of the things that we do um, um, conservation-wise is we do um, surveys of the Whatcom Land Trust properties. Hmm. So we go out three times a year and do surveys there. Once a year, we, we participate in what's called the Christmas bird count, oh, which yes. is uh, happens in December, right around like before or after Christmas. On, a, on one day, and that's where you go out and you count all the birds in your area that you can see. We have, uh, it's a 15-mile radius area from the center of Bellingham, and those are divided into 25 areas, and each area has its own leader. Okay. And they um, uh, encourage other people to come with them and help them surveying their area. And then we submit all of that to the National Audubon Society. Oh, okay. And they have used that information because it's the oldest um, community science project. It is 118 years old. Wow. And um, they have used that in two remarkable studies that tell us how the climate is affecting the birds, where they're moving, how they're changing, and um, trying to adapt to the new climate. So those are the other kinds of things that we do. We're also involved in conservation activities. So we will talk to our local legislators about um, ways in which we hope we can preserve our habitat. Um, 
the latest um, report that's uh, been published in October of 2019 basically told us that over 3 billion birds have disappeared in North America since, you know, in the last 50 years. Wow. And is that... Um, they're gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And a lot of that is due to habitat destruction, um, due to pesticides, because birds eat primarily bugs. Um, a lot of them eat seeds, but to raise their young, they need that they need insects because that's the perfect packet of protein and fat mm. to raise their babies and get them out of the nest in the 10 or 12 days that they need to get out of the nest so they're not as vulnerable um, when they fly around they can't they can't be caught as easily and the bugs are affected by pesticides they are oh and boy. they're affected by habitat wow you know by us developing Areas cutting down all the trees, cutting down all the shrubs, and making lawns, which are not conducive to good bird or wildlife habitat. Mm. So a way you can help is by planting native plants in your yard. Okay. So uh, what was once a contiguous area of native plants, which provides everything that the birds need, um, now has become a really fragmented uh, area, and you can help that by either feeding them or planting native plants so that they can come and have uh, a home in your yard. That's great. I'm sure that at your house, you probably have some awesome things for birds. I do. I do. If you have water and uh, food and cover is basically what they need to raise their young and to, you know, and to exist. So you mentioned um, your presence on social media, right? but if someone else wanted to get more information, maybe attend a field trip, do you have a website that we they can go to? We do have a website. It's northcascadesaudubon.org, and we have the events on there on a calendar. We have an, a free newsletter you can sign up for on there. You can certainly support us. We appreciate any kind of contributions. I want to add that um, if you're a member of the North Cascades Audubon Society, you're not automatically a member of the National Audubon Society, just as if you're a member of National, you're not automatically a member of North Cascades. And um, it's just the structure of our organization. I know there are other organizations that have different structures, but that's how ours works. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing, and yeah, I appreciate your time. Well, uh, thank you very much, and you're welcome. I'm, I was delighted to be here. Thanks for listening to Neighbor to Neighbor, a community-driven conversation highlighting individuals and organizations making an impact in our community. Neighbor to Neighbor is produced by WeQ. Unless specifically stated otherwise, WeQ does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement.